T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sports Flash, right, right now. From the Master Z's WSSP Sports Update Studio, I'm Greg Janik. Master Z's, the largest leisure retailer in Wisconsin. Step out to their huge fall 10 sale going on now through October 15th at the Waukesha location and negotiate your best deal. First in the fan, the 4-0 Wisconsin Badgers travel to Lincoln tonight to take on the 3-2 Nebraska Cornhuskers. Badgers have won five of their last six meetings against the Huskers, including four in a row. Kickoff for the game tonight is at 7 p.m. on the Big Ten Network. Packers travel to Dallas tonight to take on, or tomorrow, to take on the Cowboys. For more, let's go to Mike Clemens. This is the fifth straight season the two teams have met. Cowboys tied in Jason Witten. It feels like we've played them more than any other team. It's almost like it's a division opponent, and I think there's a rivalry there. The Cowboys' offense has gotten off to a slow start this season, but on defense, they've made some big plays. Big Demarcus Lawrence leads the league in quarterback sacks. Six foot seven defensive end David Irving is back from an NFL suspension. Packers head coach Mike McCarthy. Their defensive line is the strength of their defense. They have a nine-man rotation. Irving's back this week, so you know that's the challenge. Ryan Balaga has been out since training camp with a high ankle sprain. Whether he can play remains a game-time decision. Unfortunately, it's not one of those things, you know, tape it up, rub some dirt on it, and let's go. It's a little bit more than that. Thank you, Mike. Kickoff for the game Sunday is at 325, and you can watch it on Fox. Major League Baseball playoffs continued last night. Cleveland defeated the Yankees 9-8 in 13 innings. Astros dominated the Red Sox 8-2. Cubs shut out the Nationals 3-0, and the Dodgers beat the D-backs 9-5. You can read more online at 1057fmthefan.com. Something is brought to you by Tally's Tap and Eatery in Waukesha. They have great homemade food. Saturday means half-priced nachos plus prime rib dinner starting at 5 p.m. and live music from Dirty Boogie starting at 9 p.m. Tally's Tap and Eatery on Sunset Drive in Waukesha. And I'm Greg Janik for Sports Radio 1057 FM The Fan. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All aboard! Ha, ha, ha! You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. That's right, John. We are on the crazy train this morning here at the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors with your hosts, Danny Bush to my left here, and I'm Tommy the True Neubauer. And thank goodness, Greg, the sick guy, Janik, is back now. He's feeling much better. But Billy Schmidt did do a fine job filling in. We come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m., and you can get in touch with us. Get your ticket punched, if you will. Here at uh, 799-1250, that's 414-799-1250, or email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Like Tex did. We got an email from Tex. Send us emails. Tex, yeah. uh, on the road in the big rig, he says uh, he must have been down by some river. Uh, that somebody People were p- fishing salmon. Moon river. Yeah. And he says, this was so awesome, seeing all the fishing pros watching the young kids showing them up. Have a great day. Tex in the big rig. And basically, it's a a little kid fighting a big old salmon and about a dozen guys standing around watching them. (laughs) You know, so the little guy does it. Yeah. Good for the little guy. Any more emails? Anyone? No, that was it right now. Also, your gifts and packages, cards, Presents are greatly appreciated. I got a package here, Tom. Yeah, I see that. A it's book, looks like. From Roman and Littlefield. 
Hmm. Sounds like a law firm, but maybe it's a publishing company. Maybe it's a subpoena. You got one? <laughs> oh, yeah. They're maybe gonna, I better. Maybe gonna, I don't want to open this. Yeah. They're going to take you to the loony bin, eh? Then <laughs> they're all ready. Let's see what kind of book I got. Remember uh, years ago they sent me the book Fragrance of Grass? Yeah. Oh, God. Was, it was written by was a, a French. Dandy. It was written by a French guy, Greg. A French dandy. And he was like an outdoorsman, right? But he, he wrote in this real... What would you say? Flowery. Flowery oh, yeah. language. Yeah. As I stood on the knoll overlooking the wildebeest, the wind <laughs> rustled gently through my hair. I saw a bird and it touched my heart. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of fragrance yeah. of grass. Okay, what yeah. do we got here? Hopefully it's a violent book and not fragrance of grass. No, we oh, there's two of them. violence. Hey, what have we got here? We got a couple. Tom, it's bass stuff. It's a smallmouth. Modern fly fishing methods, tactics, and techniques. Mm. And uh, something I don't do much of anymore. And smallmouth uh, fishing. Pass me your glasses there. You don't do as much smallmouth fishing. Well, I do a lot of smallmouth fishing, just not fly fishing. Oh, fly fishing. Yeah, oh, I that know. brings up a good topic yeah. then. Uh, this is written by Dave Karshinsky and Tim Landweir. And uh, looks like a pretty good book. We'll look more at the, And the other one, here it is. The best bass flies, how to tie and fish them. Another fly fishing by one. By Jay Zimmerman. So let's talk about, I never knew you fly fished for oh, bass. Yeah. I you fly did. fished for everything but muskies and northern. You know, all the pan fish and bass, yeah. Okay. And I've got I've got like three, oh, and trout. I fish, you know, fly fish you for did. trout. Oh, yeah. I used to go to the rivers uh, north of Madison and southwest of Madison in the Cooley area. And, uh, yeah, uh, I, as a matter of fact, because of fishing some of those small rivers where you got a, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of trees and brush and that, I got myself, instead of one of the, you know, I, I had the longer fly rods, I got myself uh, I think seven-foot fly rod, a shorter one, much shorter right, one. Right, be, Because <coughs> on those smaller rivers, they're not really rivers, they're more like streams or creeks and that, Um you, you didn't have a lot of room for back casting, so no. I had to make a lot of roll casts. But even then, you needed a shorter fly rod, you know, because you, you had a lot of overhanging stuff and brush and all that. And I used to love when the season opened uh, in January, and I'd go in the winter. It was awesome because you know why? With no bugs, no mosquitoes, no bugs. Probably no fishermen as well. <laughs> uh, well, you'd see a couple, you know, but it was all right. Who you got on the line, Greg? We have Dan from the Falls. Hey, good morning, Dan. What's on your mind this morning? Uh-oh, you got to press a certain button. Yeah, there we go. Hey, good morning, Dan. How you doing yeah, this morning? morning? Hey, uh, what's up? Yeah, I was wondering uh, what you guys think of uh, no carcass tags anymore. It went into effect on I, September 16th. Yeah, I know. There was a few things I wanted to bring up about deer hunting this morning, too, because, I, I you know, I, I'm telling you, last year, Dan, there were a lot of deer that were never registered. Oh, sure. I mean, because you got until a certain time the next day to do it, right? You got like 20, yeah, 5 o'clock the next day. How many guys, you know, got home, uh, cleaned their deer, you know, I mean, they butchered it and everything and then said, ah, the hell with calling it in. Oh, yeah. I mean, this, I do not like this at all. No. I didn't like the paper tags either. Oh, no. Well, Danny, Danny just loved those, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was a big, big fan of those. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Dan? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, when I saw the reasoning behind it, it kind of, kind of made sense because uh, he said it was because of the paper tags. Uh, that uh, he brought the that was Cleefish. Uh, he brought yeah. the legis legislation in effect because of that. Yeah. Oh, because the paper but, tags don't stay on anyway, and they yeah. just tear off. And why make people do it? He said if we had the old uh, the old system, yet he never would have brought it up. Right. And what do you think about no back tags on on the hunter's back? I don't know. It, it To me, it kind of lets the DNR wardens, when they're out in the woods, know who's a hunter and who's not. Yeah. You know? Owners can't check on, uh, on who is hunting if it's, if it's a trespasser. Yeah. That's why I, 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 I'm not too sure about that either. I don't, I don't know. And let me, here's, here's another one, Dan, while we're on deer hunting. Both Dan's, Danny Bush and you, Dan. Um, what, what is the difference 
from, let's say, Danny over here going to his uh, hunting area, putting out a bucket of bait, just because all he can do is put out a bucket of it. What's the difference of him doing that, you know, putting out bait, or some guy, you know, growing uh, an acre of, or let's say, food, uh, food of, yeah, some soybeans or whatever, and only harvesting half of it and leaving the other half. It's what, exactly the same. Exactly. What What's the difference? I don't. I don't know what this big deal about baiting is. Yeah, I know. It's exactly the same thing. Ex- yeah. So, all right. Well, thanks, Dan, okay, for calling. Yeah. Appreciate it. Sure thing. Bye. But yeah, there there's a lot to discuss about deer hunting, and we will get into more in that. But we were talking uh, the fly fishing. Fly stuff. fishing. Yeah. yeah. So and and you know what. You get a six-inch bluegill on a fly rod, and it's fun. You get a 16-inch bass on a fly rod, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> you know? So what kind of fly did, did you, because fly rods are expensive. Did you get big fancy ones? or what? I got a couple of St. Croix. Did you? Yeah, I got a, uh, actually three of them. Uh, well, well, I take it back. I got, I think I have four fly rods. I have one, one I started with was a less expensive Daiwa, um, you know, Glass, park glass, right. park graphite, you know. But I've got the the three nice St. Croix, you know. And I never had a really nice fly reel because, really, you don't really need an expensive fly reel unless, let's say, you're salmon fishing. Right. You know. Uh, for that, you yeah, you need a better reel, did something you, with a drag on it. Did you, you know? target brookies, browns? Rate, what were you uh, in these streams? What, what, what whatever was there, <laughs> whatever mostly was there. brookies, aren't they? Or? Brooks and 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 little rainbows, a lot of yeah. little rainbows, yeah. Yeah, a lot of little and that, ones. That January, that was the winter catch and release. Only, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, and and I like I said, I enjoyed that. That that was pretty cool. But you know, on the area lakes, uh, fly fishing for you know, I'll tell you, you get a ten, eleven, twelve inch crappie on a fly rod. That that's that's a ball. Same thing with big bluegills. You know, that's a lot of fun. Now they have yeah. what they call wet and dry flies. Mm-hmm. Explain the difference between those. Well, the wet. Well, there's you, you also have different types of fly line, but you have your sinking flies, and then you've got your floating flies. You know, okay. And uh, so the wet one is the basically the sinking, sinking. one, yeah. Gotcha. And uh, and there's different ones in that category. Now, I I by far am no expert in fly fishing. The guy who's an expert is Pat Ellers mm-hmm. on Greenfield Avenue. Uh, he owns the Fly Fisher Shop. That man is an expert. Uh, if you want to know anything about fly fishing or fly tying, he is an expert. Um, we, as a matter of fact, we should have him on the show sometime because he's a good guy. It's and been he a really, long time. He was yeah, here. Yeah, I know. Years ago, he's he, he really knows his stuff. He's really good. But anyway, uh, uh, I like using a lot these little uh, these little uh, poppers or their little ants and and spiders. They're, 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 there's like a little piece of cork with right. some legs sticking out of it. Those were always great for the bluegills and the crappies, you know. But I just you know I just kind of got out of it. Don't do it much anymore, you know. And and what line you use is important too, because you got weight forward line, a level line, you know, and the type and leader material. I never bought the fancy tippet leader material. Yeah. I just used some mono up at the front, you know, some four or six pound mono, depending on what I was going for. It, you know, I never went for that other stuff, you know. Something light. Yeah. Now yeah. speaking of poppers, I've never used poppers for panfish. They're cheap little yeah. thing. Yeah. They float. Yeah. A guy could probably just use a spinning rod for, with poppers. Put a bobber about five feet in front of it. Yes, we've done that a lot too. So, so you chuck it out, and with that popper, it'll just sit on top of the water. Yeah, right? yeah. And when you move the bobber, it, the popper moves. You know. Oh yeah, the and the bobber helps you with the weight for the cast. For casting, otherwise, otherwise you ain't gonna cast gonna, it anywhere. No, you're not gonna, <laughs> gonna get that thing too far. Yeah, and but you know, but the biggest thing about fly fishing is getting the rhythm down. In actually getting the line out, uh, you got there. There is a you got to put in some practice because you know a lot of people try to do it too fast, and when they do it too fast, it acts like a bullwhip, and you snap off the flies. They'll literally it'll, you'll hear a crack, and the fly's gone. You'll 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 break the line. So when when you go back with the fly line, you got to remember it takes a while for it to go back there before you can go forward. You know you got to have a pause in there. Before you go forward, and a lot of guys forget that pause, you know, and it dep- and the further back it is, the longer the pause, the shorter, the shorter the pause. Well, you know? so I'll it's... tell you what, I've taken people, <laughs> I've taken people fly fishing for muskies on my boat, mm-hmm. and 
you know, I, you know, musky fishing, you're trying to fire away and you're covering ground, mm-hmm, especially mm-hmm. if the wind's blowing in, mm-hmm. you're trying to work an area. So you only got a narrow window to get to your cast sometimes. If you're working a shoreline yeah, in early yeah. spring, that's when I take guys because that's when you'll find some fish shallow. Mm-hmm. Um, but it takes them so god dang long to wind up and take a cast mm-hmm. that it drives me crazy. Well, I, try, going... I try and get the boat in perfect position to put this guy, to put a cast, and it's back and forth, back, back and, and forth, forth, back Until and forth. Until they get it out far enough, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then... <laughs> The cast goes about halfway to the target spot, and but I guess I guess I haven't had guys that were really, really super well, good at casting. And they were probably it. throwing those longer streamers. And are those guys probably are hard because they harder. hit the wind. Well, yeah, wind exactly. Resistance. It's so harder those... to cast those. You got to be really good at. It. That's why I said I never went for northerns and muskies. You got to be really good at that. You'd and have I'm, to. And it. I'm not that good. I You'd mean, have to do it at the with the wind at your back. Well, the wind at your back isn't always a help too, because on your back cast, if you got 30, 40 feet of line out the front, when you go back, yep. it's going into the wind backwards. You know, I mean, when you're on your back cast. So if the wind's at your back, your back cast is going into the wind, and that can be almost just as much, that's just as much trouble as going into the wind. So it's, it, it's not, it, less wind is better. <laughs> less wind is so better. So here's a good idea for a commercial. This yeah. would be a good one for that uh, Jack, what, the jerky uh, commercial with, yeah. with Sasquatch. Yeah. Jack Links. Jack Links, guy's fly fishing, right? He goes on the back cast, he goes to tug. Why am I, it's not coming forward. And he turns, turns around. Turns around, and he's got the big, the big foot right there, yeah. <laughs> holding on to his fly line yeah. with a smile. Well, I'm holding on. To, well, we're holding on to this break, and we're going to go to it right now. Don't forget, folks. At uh, after the 7:15 break, we have uh, the NFL football picking contest brought to you by Curly's Waterfront Pub. Right after the 6.30 break, we got uh, the gut report. And after the 6.45 break, we have the Hornschwaggle brought to you by Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages. Always good stuff. Oh, we're going to talk about Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages after this uh, when we come back in our next segment. All right. Well, we'll be right back with more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. See you in just a couple minutes. Let's turn on some mics. We're back. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> that jumped up on us real quick. Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, what, are you, what are you doing over there, Larry, Danny? if you're Larry in Oak Creek and yeah. you won the Hornswoggle last week, call with your last name. If not, you're going to get a letter in the mail saying you're Larry from Oak Creek. Yeah, because uh, Billy Schmidt forgot to get your last name. <laughs> he just wrote down Horny Larry because Horny is Hornschwaggle. Yeah, right, right. He's calling it our 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 Hornies. <laughs> Do we call the Horn? No, let's not even go there. Okay, so anyway. Oh, you were going to bring I was up almost, I was almost late today. Has nothing to do with my activities last night whatsoever, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, I, I left, and then I turned around, and I did a U-turn solely for my buddy Greg back here, the man who's come back from the deathbed. He was so sick. You were oh. really bad, right? Yeah, I had, uh, okay. I had strep. Here's a whole pack. Venison. Here we go. Oh, oh yeah. Look at that. There's the Bucky's. Is that the Bucky's? Uh, is that the goose or the okay. venison? It's Guess what? What? I took all of it in. I, t- I had a bunch of steak left yeah, over that yeah. I wasn't going to cook this summer. Yeah. And I took that in with some goose and two pheasants. And I said, make it all <laughs> in the sticks, baby. So this that's the venison habanero sticks Ooh. with cheese. Oh, that's hot. And here, here you got it. Here's a pack of venison smoked bacon cheddar. This, Ooh. So for those that that's, don't like the, that's the real that's really super, good. super spicy. That's really and, good. Uh, so anyway, here, I do you want to try one of these... Uh, Bacon ones here. I opened a pack here. Why don't you yeah, those are the best. Here, yeah, here. I'm all over one of those. Grab one of look. those, baby. Yeah, he must be feeling a lot better. Yep, there we go. There He's we go. Try one of these. Yeah, Tom, you better believe it. it. These okay. are these are for studio consumption. So of course, when I left Bucky's, I couldn't make it out of the parking lot without opening a package, and and there I am munching mm-hmm. on Highway 83, all the way to Delfield. So you can say I'm pretty well. So these are the mild ones, not super spicy. Now, I'm not into as super spicy, so 
these are probably more, but I like the habanero as long as I don't have too much spice. Yeah. So now. These these are, the, the bacon cheddar, it's excellent. I mean, you can really taste the cheddar in it, too. Mm-hmm. And the bacon, you can taste it. Delicious. Here's a, whole, here's a whole pack for you, Tom. Oh, so Thank moist. You, look at and this. Oh, my God. And here's a whole pack of, uh, here, have another pack of habanero sticks. You want to pack a habanero? Tom? No, no, don't give me the habanero. I mean, I like stuff a little spicy, but that's a little too spicy. <laughs> all right, I need to spice up your. Here you go, Greg. Another awesome. pack of habanero. Habanero. Yeah. That's for all your hard work for us. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, don't expect a Christmas gift. That's kind of. It is a Christmas gift. A symbol of. It's an early Christmas gift. See, you know. Uh, Billy Billy Schmidt would be upset that he got here the wrong weekend, my friend. That's Billy's I know fault. He would have been chowing down as well. Well, but, two of these packs would have been gone already. Yeah, you're right. He would have. He wouldn't even. He would have just ate it and crapped out the wrapper later. <laughs> he wouldn't even bothered on opening up the package. We're old Billy. Got to be careful. You get your hands too close, you could lose an arm when he's on the feed. Uh huh. No, I you shouldn't know, say that. Billy's a good guy. He is a good. He's kid, doing a great job he's, with he's the station. I, I I told him. I said. I was yeah, really, I heard him yesterday. Really proud of he him. He was uh, taking over he was for hosting Rami. The, him and yeah, Gary he were in the here. big show. And uh, you know, he did a he did a really good job. Billy's very good at it. I mean, Greg, you would be good at it too, because you're very passionate about sports. Yeah, Got to be passionate. Yeah. You do. Got that Billy, passion. Billy does a very good job. Very good job. You can hear him uh, all the time. Also on the Milwaukee Admirals baseball post game show with mm-hmm. Tim Allen. Yeah. Did that every. Oh, and every you day. know what? Gary Ellerson ripped him a little bit about being a big guy. Yeah, Ellerson was ripping him, and I thought right away about Bushy. You know, ripping him. Yeah, that's right. I, well, no, you used to <laughs> no, call him no, fat. I never, no, I couldn't I believe never it. Did, I never did. It's it was like, always you, and then you would blame me. Don't give me that. <laughs> well, I don't know. Is is Gary Ellerson real lean now himself? Or no, he's a big, he's a big, strong dude. He's a yeah. typical NFL body. Yeah. I think you could put. Back I think you could put both those guys in either side of a teeter totter, and it would stay balanced. Yeah, I mean, Gary Gary's and more. Big guys. Gary's they're both m- big guys. Gary's more uh, fit yeah. than than Billy. Billy was playing football just a year or two ago. He was. Yeah, last year. But, I think, but yeah. it, well, he was a, a center, right? He, he was a lineman. Lineman. He was a lineman yeah. So, <laughs> so but he, he his uh, he hurt his foot his senior year and couldn't finish out the season. Oh, he and, broke his foot. Now, oh, now Billy has a uh, can also catch Billy at some old, uh, Milwaukee Admirals hockey games. Yeah, he does some. Mid-game entertainment. What's he like? A clown or something? No, no, no. He's a. <laughs> oh, you know when you have. Oh boy. You know when you have the guy, the people come oh, on the boy. ice and they shoot out the t-shirts and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the he's the MC for that. He'll go on oh. the ice with them and say, "Oh, weird." Oh, oh that's Here's cool. some free t-shirts thought, for blah blah blah. No, no. He's I not, thought he was like a clown or a mascot no. or something. I thought what? he, he doesn't. He's he's a little worried about. Uh, they try to put some skates on him, but. No. <laughs> Well, that would well, be funny. He's doing a good job. Uh, so we're, yeah. we're yeah. Doing yeah. a very good job. Yeah. So anyway, uh and you but know But he doesn't get any sausage sticks. No, no he doesn't. He doesn't and, oh, speaking time. of out at Bucky's, it's amazing. That is a popular every time I go there, I bump into somebody I know. So yeah. I, I walk in the door and there's a guy stand. You guys, it's amazing. You, you you know how you can sometimes see somebody walking down the street with their back to you, and you can tell who it is. By the way, they. I mean, people. Yeah, we identify know. certain yeah. things, right? By yeah. either their clothes, their gait, the way they walk. And I walk in. This guy standing with his back to me, and I thought, "That's John." And I kind of sauntered over and looked to the side, yeah. looked at him, his profile as he's talking. Yeah. Uh, it uh, it wasn't Dave. It was a young gal waiting on him. And he turns and looks at me, and it's like, "What the hell are you doing <laughs> out here?" And he moved. Uh, he moved out there, mm-hmm. and uh, he used to. Uh, he had a vacuum cleaner shop in Pewaukee, like a block from my place. Mm-hmm. And for years, Johnny would have this big Christmas party half at Pewaukee. Really great guy, really mm-hmm. good guy. But he finally closed up his business, and uh, you know, it's a vacuum cleaner business, and I guess business sucked. So he had to close up the. Uh, uh, no pun intended. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, if I were Tom, I'd be. I, I laughed. Whoa. I thought that was good. Okay. So right after right you right right said, I'd be Santa Claus oh. laugh for hours. So, anyway, sorry, Tom. Absolutely. And we want some jokes from you later <laughs> on here. When we're busy eating sausage, we'll forget to laugh. So, talk to John. And he's, he, he moved out in that area now. He said it's his favorite place to go. And then I talked to Dave, and Dave says, Oh, yeah, he's here all the time. Uh, I talked to a guy I was goose hunting uh, with, uh, and he said, oh, yeah, I go out to Bucky's. He says, they do a really good job there. So, mm. you know, they it's a good place, it, and it's not that hard to get there. No, if you just easy. go on 43, shoot down 43, and it's not. All freeway. Uh, yep. From here, it's really pretty close. Yeah, it's all freeway, yeah. and it's you're right off that exit. So Yeah, 83. You get off on 83, you make your first right at a, I mean, your first left at a light, and it's a little shopping center. Right, right. Was that a quick trip? Gas station that's right there. I don't know where you make the left at, but anyway, Quick there's trip, a gas station DP, right there. All those gas stations. Yeah, there's a gas station right there. Turn them and, upside down; they all look the same. But, yeah, it's right there. Um, if you go into uh, Bucky's, the the cool thing is is right by the door. They've got all those those crock pots with the samples of oh, the yeah, different yeah. types of sausages and brats and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. you get little toothpicks. So you can hardly resist. I had to like. Tear yeah. myself. I, I I was walking out the door looking at those. I wanted to grab something in the worst mm-hmm. way, and I thought, mm-hmm. no, I'll go out in the parking lot and eat these sticks, <laughs> which is what I did. But yeah, go out to Bucky's. They got some really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's real easy to get to. Yeah, it is. And uh, we're glad that they're uh, sponsoring the Hornschwaggle for the next six months. So yeah. So yeah. you. So now, starting today, you will get a ten dollar gift certificate. Yep. Yep. And. Uh, and you'll be a happy guy if you go out to Bucky's with that $10 gift certificate. You can get some great meats for your barbecue, for your big get-together for a Packer game, whatever. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, we got to go to one more break, folks. We're going to have the Hornschwaggle up next. and don't uh, no. Excuse me, the, the, gut, the report. gut report next. And then the Hornschwaggle after the 645 break. So stay tuned here on more of the 105.7 FM, The Fan. What did I just say for more? I really screwed that up. 105.7 FM, The Fan. We'll be right back. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by V Marchese Produce and Discount Liquor. Well, after I'm done chowing down in that Bucky's venison stick, uh, I I got a tortilla chip dip for you that might be interesting. I don't ask me why I did this folks this week. I just felt like it. I took a can of no bean chili. I took a can of refried beans. I diced up some jalapenos, put them in there, mixed it all up, and you know what? That darn thing was delicious. <laughs> it was great. And you can also put it on those uh uh what do you call those uh crockpot? No, the flat bread st- uh tortilla. Tortilla. Well, not tortilla. Tor- not tortilla chips. Um, it's um, taco. Um, you know what you make tacos soft out of? Soft shell taco. You know, like uh, a tortilla. Is that it? That's oh, a tortilla. Uh, oh, okay. It's a non- but it's spelled tortillos, isn't right. it? Right, no. tortilla. <laughs> yeah, but not a tortillos. L- L's are silent. But anyway, but for a dip, man, I'm telling you what, it was really good. You know, can't, can't oh, go ahead. You know, it'd be a good addition to that. Tofu. I was just gonna say, yeah, go ahead. Be a good addition as if you throw in some uh, some cheese. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say. Put in a lot of stuff that you might like, whether you want some, you know, cheese in there, if you want some onions or black olives, you know, you can put a lot of stuff in there that what you like, you know. But if you start off with a can of no bean chili and then a can of refried beans and just mix the two together, put out whatever else you like in it, I'm telling you what, it was really good. So if you want to try something different uh, with a little uh, kick, try that, especially if you put the jalapeno or in Greg's case, habaneros. Anyway, uh, where am I? The Gut Report was brought to you by V. Marchese Produce. When quality counts, you can count on V. Marchese Produce. Insist on the best. You can visit them at vmarchese.com. And by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st in Oklahoma in Milwaukee and 919 North Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. While you were getting the coffee, Danny, uh, a caller called. Who is it? Jerry, I think. Jerry called. Some, I yeah. Think, yeah. And he wanted to know how I did on Delavan. 
because remember last week my son, he came and picked me up with his boat. You actually made the trip on this oh, one? Yeah. It's not like the uh, aborted Winnebago trip? Well, that's, no, it's not like the aborted trip. No, he wanted to go to Delavan. I said, oh, yeah. Well, at first I didn't want to go because it's always busy, especially being a Saturday right, later right. on in the morning. Yeah, there were there were quite a few trailers in the parking lot, but you know what? Out on the lake, it wasn't so bad because that's a, that's a big lake. It wasn't bad. Now, they have an 18-inch size limit on bass and a 32-inch size limit on pike. Well, we didn't catch any legal bass. We didn't catch any legal pike. But, Danny, you'll be interested in this. Reeling in one of my special spinner baits, I had a, which might have been a legal muskie, out there it's 40 inches, follow up that spinner bait. And uh, that was interesting. And then when my son was bringing in a small pike, he had a muskie trying to grab it. Well, that was interesting too, you know. So, oh, but it took a us big so- muskie trying to grab it. A uh, decent size, decent size, wow. decent size. Anyway, it was hard to. I mean, I okay. Let's put this. I didn't see his. He saw it, you know. But I was, you know, at the other end of the boat, and I right. didn't see it. But anyway, I just saw the swirl. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, we 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 were looking for the big crappies and bluegills, and we we eventually found them. And you know, uh, this time of the year, uh, just like all summer, you know, you'll find those. You know, big crappies on deep weed line edges. Now, you won't find them on every deep weed line edge, but when you do find them, that's where they're going to be. And sure enough, uh, the weed line edge was at about 10 feet, and we found them in, let's say, 8 to 10 feet, 9, 10 feet, right around in that area. And we were using the orange mini mite, and we caught crappies. The ones we kept were between 10 and 12 inches, so they were nice ones. Uh, The bluegills we kept were all around 8, maybe even a few that were 8.5. And we had three bonus perch that were like 10, 11 inches. So, you know, we kept a, a bunch of panfish to have for a few meals. And uh, But we didn't, you know what, whenever we go, we never really have to take our limit. We figure about how many fillets we're going to need, whether it's going to be a family fish fry or if my son's going to keep some and I'm going to keep some, you know. We, we just figure out how many fillets we're going to need, and that's what we take. You know, we don't have to take a whole limit. Besides that, it takes too darn long to clean the darn things if you take You know, many. I think more people ought to have that attitude because I, I think all of us, for years, you know, Lake Michigan, well, uh, my limit's five trout, so I want to I wanna have five. Well, when I go home, do I really want to clean five? And you know what? Two or three would have been enough for mm-hmm. me to cook out, you know. Yeah. I, and sure, you can freeze some, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but it gives you an excuse to go again. So, I mean, so I, I think I think I think more people out it not look at at it. What's your limit? What's my uh, what's my what's need? my dinner? Yeah. What's my dinner limit? What do yeah. I need for a good meal? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you know, some people I can understand if they don't get out much, they want to put uh, maybe uh, put some extra fish, like you said, in the freezer for another meal. Okay, fine. You know, you figure that out. I mean, when you think about bringing home. Let's say two guys uh, bringing home fifty, you know, crappies and bluegills like that. I mean, that's a lot of fish. That's a lot. And these were and these were the crappies out there are nice. Yeah, I mean, granted, we caught a lot of smaller ones too that were throwing back, but uh, these things had some shoulders on them. Boy, I'll tell you, they were thick. They were nice, especially those eleven, twelve inches. Ooh, they were dandy. Now, crappies. There's black crappie and white crappie. Yeah, yeah. What is the predominant? One black, in Wisconsin. Black cro- mostly black crappie. Mostly black. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is there a difference in size? Yes. Much? Yeah. Okay. Which Blacks one? are bigger. Blacks are bigger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The black crappies are bigger. Yeah. And, and, the, and they're black because they're they're darker. They there's got more, more of a contrast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's more black spot. There, You know how they got all those spots on the side like? Yeah. There's more blackish in them than light color. Okay. So do they? the white crappies are a little bit lighter, you know? Okay. Yeah. You can usually tell right so away. We mostly have black you know. crappie. Yeah, mostly black crappie. But I, I have noticed if you take a crappie and you put it in a dark live well, it turns really dark. The the the, the black yeah. and the contrast mm-hmm. looks really cool when you pull it out. Yeah. And you ever notice how they're a little iridescent? They got some purplish in them in yeah, that. They, they got some iridescence in them, yeah. I had one years ago. I put yeah. it in an aquarium. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. And then... And then what happened was I, I didn't take care of cleaning my aquarium mm-hmm, real good. Mm-hmm. And we had a infestation of something where all of a sudden there were these like little, look like little somethings, hang, <laughs> tentacles hanging on the oh, side no. of my crappie. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, so we had to, you know, we had to put the 
we had to put the, put the crappie down, <laughs> and then we had to quarantine. <laughs> I had to empty out the aquarium and hose it out and clean mm-hmm. it out good before we could, you know. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you that's the hardest. hazmat suit. I put a yellow tape around that yeah. whole thing. You know that that's the hardest thing about if somebody has an aquarium is you know keeping it clean, the vacuuming they're, the they're, fish crap off the bottom. Yeah, you wouldn't believe a, how much a fish can crap. Hey, and I ain't crapping you. No, I know. Greg's he, nodding in it. Have you got fish, Greg? I used to have fish, and then the, it's pain in the butt to clean it. The is. Exactly. It is. And you put this tube in there, and then you kind of turn it upside down, and it creates a suction, and then you got the hose running out and yeah. into. And uh, I had a couple bluegills in there one time. And uh, what happened was sometimes, even in the nature is cruel, you'd think the two bluegills would be perfectly happy in there together, but one was a bully. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was a bully. Yeah. And it started pecking, pecking, attacking the other one, right? Mm-hmm. And then one time I came in, and, oh, yeah, two little girls had named them. I had, a, I had some girls fishing with me, and they caused my buddy's kids. Uh, they're in high school. One's in college mm-hmm. now, I think. Mm-hmm. But I had the girls name them. One, one's name was Sunny, and the other was Shiny. Your little girls' names, mm-hmm. right? So Sunny cr- kicked the crap out of Shiny and killed Shiny. Wow. And then I came in, and I was so enraged that I took Sonny and pulled it out of the aquarium and I threw a fastball across my living room and bounced the bluegill <laughs> in, in a living, fit of rage. In your living room. <laughs> and then I had to call my buddy in Florida and when his daughters asked, how are how is Sonny and Shiny? I had to say, well, they kind of passed away. You know, they, they went to meet their maker. God called them home. But I don't know why I got so upset, but I just launched that one. You know, it's funny. You know, aquariums are really cool. My 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 old son had an aquarium for years. You know, big, a pretty good size, like fifty gallon tank, and 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 it's really cool to watch like their their attitudes and their moods and all that. And with the barometric change, if they're high or low, and how they feed. You know, I mean, it's it is interesting well, watching it, them. It is one it thing is. you will learn, Tom. It, interesting is like when they're when they're dormant, there can be a dozen minnows. Yeah. They won't swimming around in there, and they're down near the bottom. And the minnows sense it, too. They're swimming around right in front of their face. They don't mm-hmm. worry about it. But when those fish are active, they come up off the bottom. Mm-hmm. And as soon as a minnow would hit the hit the water, and that's when you got the minnows all in a pack clustered mm-hmm. off in the corner because they know the fish are on the feed. Right, yeah. And they say that uh, the minnows, even like in lakes, that they cluster together. Yeah, yeah. Hoping that they're not the. You want to get in the middle of that pack is what you <laughs> exactly, want to do. You yeah. don't want to be on the edge, and you, I guess they figure there's less chance. It's like winning the bad lottery if you're the one out of a million minnows mm-hmm. getting picked mm-hmm. off by the walleye or whatever. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Aquariums but are did you notice neat. barometric pressure actually affecting the fish? Did you do and any? We didn't do any studies, but it just seemed like certain days they were riding <laughs> higher and some days they were riding lower, you know, depending upon the barometric pressure. Yeah, it, it Cause my, we had a note. Because I, mean, I thought my brilliant idea was to get a little musky, put it in the tank, okay. watch the barometric pressure, and try and chart when the little guy in my tank was active, then that would be the time to go fishing. Yeah, and if it got active, you run out. Get in the boat and go fishing. <laughs> but, you know, Tom, that doesn't always hold true. No, because, it doesn't. Because sometimes fish are active on one lake mm-hmm. and not on another. That's why those musky guides like Pete Maina and those mm-hmm. guys, when when he used to guide up there, they might hit two, three lakes in a day. If one lake's not going, they go pull the boat out, else. drive across, yep. you know, drive down the road, launch in another yep. one, exactly. maybe get the fish going. Yeah. Exactly. Well, listen, coming up next, folks, is the Hornschwaggle. Danny's going to make three statements. You get... Two out of three correct by saying if it's a hornswoggle or a not a hornswoggle, which means either he's telling the truth or he's BSing you. And if you get two out of three correct, you will win a $10 gift certificate or a gift card to Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages in McGuanagoe. So give us a call right now. Be a contestant at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. You are listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors with Danny Bush and me, Tommy the True Newbauer. We'll be right back with more.
Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for listening this Saturday morning. Hopefully you're uh, on your way to your tree stand, on your way to the lake, or on your way to work, but you're listening to us, so you got a little bit of fun before you get there. Uh, who do we got on the line? We've got our Hornswoggle segment here. What do we got? We here, have Rick? Brian from West Dallas. Hey, Brian. How you doing, man? Hey, good morning, guys. Okay, here we go. You know how the hornswoggle works? If I'm pulling your leg, um, it's a hornswoggle. If I'm not pulling your leg, it's no hornswoggle. So here we go. Squirrels! As everybody knows, I love to hunt squirrels. Um, so, uh, gray and fox squirrels. Um, fox squirrels, the wily fox squirrels, often prefers to escape through the treetops, being as it's a little more acrobatic than the gray squirrels, where the more cumbersome gray squirrels will try to beat it out on the ground rather than going to the treetops. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? Uh, that would be a non-hornswoggle. No, that is a hornswoggle. It's the exact opposite. Mm. The fox squirrels are the bigger, more lumbering ones, so they're not quite as acrobatic. Uh, the grays are the ones that you'll see more doing the crazy stuff in the treetops, although they both can do it. Okay, here we go. So you're, but you got two, two chances. Female wood ducks. Female wood ducks are much larger and more colorful than male wood ducks. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? No hornswoggle. That was a hornswoggle. Oh. All the male birds Our, are more. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, Brian, all the male birds are brightly colored. The females got to hide themselves more, you know, when they're nesting in that. So they're always duller color. I think it's just the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry about that, but thanks for playing. What? Early in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> sorry about that. All right. All right. Thanks Take for calling, care, Brian. Brian. Well, I guess we don't have a winner for the $10 gift Ryan card. Ryan won a $10 gift. I thought the Wood Duck one was Bucky's, a, yeah. I, I was trying to make that a, that was pretty easy, yeah. a layup one. Yeah, yeah, that was a layup. Yeah, that was. And yeah. I know the gray squirrel, fox squirrel one. Uh, people don't know they're squirrels. Yeah, maybe people not. People have never even if seen If they it. listen to the show, they should because yeah. you tell we, people we about them. We educate them on squirrels yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. So, but anyway, well, maybe Brian will get, a, get in next week and... Uh, Get that Bucky's gift card for, uh, you know, for all uh, yeah, male that, birds. That, you you can get quite a few of those beef cheddar sticks for ten bucks. You'll end up <laughs> buying a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah, when I you know. Go in there. Bring your checkbook and oh. bring your credit card because you, you can buy. You I know, gotta whatever. I gotta bring up one other thing about Delavan. Now, normally, I never anchor. Okay, I never an- use my anchor. I'm always moving in that. But uh, there are times, and my son does this a lot. And uh, so he said, now, as soon as we catch two crappies in a row, back-to-back, he said, I'm going to drop an anchor. So, you know, we'd catch one crappie. Okay, we're moving along. Caught another one, moving along. And then I caught two in a row. He dropped the anchor, and we stayed there and caught fish. And then when we stopped catching fish, he picked up the anchor. We moved down a little bit, you know, maybe, I don't know, 50 feet, dropped the anchor, started catching them again. He just... I just kept working down that deep weed line edge, you know, and then he dropped the anchor. And thank goodness the wind was blowing at us so that the, you know, that the boat wouldn't, uh, the anchor wouldn't go off the drop off, you know, right. it kept us into the uh, drop off. And uh, yeah, we just dropped the anchor, fished that area thoroughly, you know, caught whatever was there and then just moved down a little bit and kept, and just kept catching them, you know. So it, using an anchor sometimes pays off. You, you know? know, I'm thinking of upgrading my electronics, Tom. I've had the same trolling motor mm-hmm. since I bought the boat in 2005. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of getting something with that spot lock technology. Yeah. What do, what do you think about that? My son and I are thinking about going half seas on one of those next year, too, because you hit that. It's either, what do they call it, spot lock or anchor lock? Or well, anchor. I suppose it depends. Uh, whatever it prob- says. Dep- probably between Minkota and Motor Guide, one calls it one, one yeah. calls it the other, Whatever. probably. I'm but guessing you, they got the same thing. Yeah, you hit that button, and it keeps you, like, within a five-foot area. I mean, it that is pretty awesome. It is really awesome. Now, do you prefer Minkota over Motor Guide or Motor Guide over Minkota? Any thoughts? 
if I if I'm going to use a cable driven one where it's right up in the front of the boat and you've got immediate uh, uh, action to it, you know, you know where your foot goes yep, forward yep. and back, then I want the motor guide. But if it's one of those side to side foot pedals that you can put anywhere in the boat, then I like the Minkota. Because I got a Minkota, yeah, and it is side to side with the eighteen foot cable, yeah, and I run it to the back of the yeah, boat. Yeah, you can run it anywhere, yeah. Which yeah. is kind of, for for guiding, it's great. The only thing yeah. is, is mine's so old now that those those uh, those foot pedals mm-hmm. are becoming harder to come by because they're not making new models aren't made for that particular foot oh, pedal anymore. Okay, okay. So, do you think uh, Anchors Away would he, uh, he could, if I go out? Yeah, you could fix you up with that. I was gonna, and if you get that new spot lock trolling yeah, motor, yeah, you can get it from him and oh, he'll I'm put sure. it on for you. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he does all of that. Yeah, he'll he'll mount that. He'll sell it to you and mount it for you. Get it all set up. Oh yeah, definitely. Because I haven't been out yeah. to anchors away for a while, but yeah, no, he's got all that stuff. He specialize and he specializes in repairing Minkotas and motor guys. He's an authorized dealer and uh, repair center for those. So if you got any problems. You know, he's the guy to go to at Anchors Away. Yeah, the only the only thing with the Anchors Away, that is one of those places that it's in Waukesha. And it's kind of a hard it's, to get to off, because what is it's, it off of Sunset on Western Avenue so or West Avenue? So you either got to go like, like all the way through Waukesha from, from, from the highway from, from 94, 94, or you come from Brookfield and yeah. go on 164 and yep. loop around. Yeah, yeah. Or you can go on 43... And exit, um, the Waukesha exit. Racine? Is that what it Racine is? Racine Avenue. And, and yeah. you go through country for quite a while, and then, you know, you eventually uh, yeah. make a left you know, on a sunset. It, 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 might, yeah, be hard. Right, it right. might be hard to get to, but you'll never forget it once you've been there because he, he does such a good job. Yeah. So it's and worth, they're nice people, too. Yeah. Nice yeah, people. It's family-owned. He used to have a big dog there when you'd yeah, there. Yeah. What kind yeah. of dog was that? A St. Bernard he had? No, no. I remember was, a huge uh, dog. Uh, uh Oh, wait a minute. Newfoundlander. It was a Newfoundlander? A Newfoundland or whatever they're called. Huge animals. And and they slobber like... A Newfoundland like, elk hound. They, they slobber like crazy. A Newfoundland stag hound. John's wife would have literally a big bath towel there because she'd have to keep wiping his dog. Newfoundland? Oh. Newfoundland? Newfoundland? Newfoundland dog? Yeah, something like that. Oh, it's Newfoundland. Yeah. We said Newfoundland. Big hairy dog. The one they had, the second one, I remember. When big old had, hairy thing? Yeah. Big old hairy thing. Take it to that the, barber shop where you get your back yeah. shaved there, yeah. uh, Tom. <laughs> oh, hey. And waxed. Wait. Speaking of, look, uh, speaking of Casa Grande Hair Salon uh, that my son's girlfriend owns, um, last week, or was it last week or week before last, now she runs commercials on the show. And uh, they do, I mean, they specialize basically, you know, in women's, you know, hairdos and whatever. But they do men's haircuts, too, just fine. They get a lot of guys coming in. Is your I, picture still in the bathroom? No, she never put mine up. She wouldn't put mine up. She I probably, thought she said you didn't put it up, but it would be in the bathroom. She lied to me. <laughs> she was teasing me, telling yeah, me she was going to put it in the bathroom. She would go in there and fantasize about it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, anyway. spending too much time in the bathroom. Well, anyway, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, shut up. <laughs> A guy comes in and he says, uh, "This this must be the place." He says, uh, uh, "So anyway, Heather waited on him and said, uh, he said, yeah, this is my first time here, first time here.'" And she says, "Oh, who told you about it?" He said, "I heard the ad on the Cutting Edge Outdoors." He said, "I just moved to this area. I don't know where he moved from." He said, "But I just moved to the area and I'm an out. I like the outdoor stuff and I." been listening to this show and i heard your ad so i thought i'd come and check it out so he was there getting a haircut there we go yeah there it is yeah. all hunters and fishermen casa grande casa hair grande. Line. let me ask yeah. you they got any hot looking chicks working there Tom? not that well, I, there's always not this. that i really worry about it when i go to get my haircut but i'm not saying a word about anything like but whenever but, whenever you go to right. any hair salon there's always some attractive women and there's i'm not saying and, a word. And, and but my 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 thing is if there's like three of them and the one's the hot one i'm always it's the 66 percent chance i'll be in line and won't get the hot one yeah if you get the hot one it's like you won the lottery now it's not like the grocery store <laughs> where you can pick where you can pick right you know like every guy subconsciously oh, looks at the goodness. checkout line right 
And you go to the one where the, where, I go where the to hottest the, one is. I go to the shortest line. Well, you go to the one where it was cheapest <laughs> the, if you no, could. The but, shortest line But one time possible. I was at a pick and save. One time I was at a pick and save. And this real cute girl, she's she's checking checking me out. And she's just, she kind of sighs. She goes, and she looks and she goes, she's flustered. She goes, I'm, I'm so busy. I said, it's because you're the hottest one here. And then she smiled, you know. But I was pointing out. I'm Bushy from the Cutting Edge Outdoors. You guys do ads on our radio show right right and introduce yourself to everyone before you do anything introduce yourself to everyone then you find out the name of the hot one you say uh yeah i'd like to make i would like want so and so to cut my hair do you like hunting and fishing do you want to be on the show that was no. john years that's ago what john that was do. john that, that's, then you just say so you find that's what I do. tiffany nicole oh, and oh, hi, heather oh, and then you Except now, the, they know, now they know what I'm up to because they, no, they listen to the show. You're just being nice and you're just introducing yourself. And then you well, say, I am a nice guy and I, you know, I, I, I generally and then just like say, to go out, shake hands, kiss babies. I might run for office. Then you just someday. say, oh, I've heard that Nicole does a great just, job. Just a, just a marvelous job. You know, so I'd like, to, I'd like to have Nicole cut my hair. Actually, you know what, Greg? If you're what, it's a good thing your wife doesn't listen. That she's not up this morning. She'd be asking you, "How do you know all this stuff? What to do?" Look I was at, single look once. At, <laughs> look at this hair. See? <laughs> yeah. No, it's good. Well, yeah, I, I got good. Hat hair. You got head hair. <laughs> I go to uh, Hamida is her name, and I finally found a girl that can cut my hair perfect every time. And it's worth, I find out when this gal works, and I go there every time. Because yep. some are really good, and some, no matter how you try and describe what you want done... Never get it right. They don't get it right. And I'm never one to complain, though. I just walk out and put to my truck, put my hat on, and drive away. Yeah, I'm the same way. And it, it frustrates you, because you think to yourself, how hard is it to do this one thing? One of the biggest things that I found found was that they don't like to do a little trim. They always felt like they're not doing their job unless they're hacking off a bunch of hair. So when I was younger, oh. I used to be upset that I was getting too much hair cut. He- Heather doesn't do that. She she takes direction well, except because I'm her boyfriend's father. She she said, you know what she said to me? I started telling her the first time I she went call there. call you dad? No. Well, the first time I went there, I was telling her what I wanted done. And she said, hey, you'll get what I give you and like it. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. No, she does She does take direction while well. she does exactly what you want. She does a great job. But anyway, we got to go to So go to a Casa Grande hair salon. Yeah, we got to go to Greg Janik with the sports update right here at the top of the hour. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.